Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, December 31st. It's my birthday too, by the way. Oh, that's what I what it was. Yes, how could I forget? <laughs> Seems like you yeah. forget every year, but that's how you forget. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> but today's show is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of pot to smoke, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Go check it out. ChicagoReader, ChicagoReader.com. Subscribe. And if you want to help out this program, you can. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. ChicagoReader.com forward slash J-O-R-A-V is in victory, S-K-Y. Now let's find out the top 10 Chicago and or Illinois stories of 2021. It is Friday, December 31st, and pre-recorded from my apartment and his attic, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Happy Birthday, Dr. D Friday. And here's why. Because it's Dr. D's birthday. Hey! <laughs> I knew there was something I forgot. Anyway, uh, happy birthday, Dr. D. You just Thank mentioned you. it was your birthday. Uh, and uh, before we do the top 10 stories of the year, which we spent hours uh, producing, we were up all night uh, working on it. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I just want to, we have a couple of special guests uh, who want to do a, a birthday greeting to Dr. D. Uh, so first of all, um, from England, Paul McCartney. Oh, hey, hey, mate. Uh, Dr. D, I want to say happy birthday. These aren't real. <laughs> These are not real. And now uh, we like to bring in our final uh, special guest to say happy birthday uh, from Detroit, Michigan, Stevie Wonder. Hello, everybody. I'm Stevie Wonder, and I just want to say uh, happy birthday to you. Oh, All right. Well, pull the I'm fast not- one on me. I thought, like, you know, some guests from the show or <laughs> Adolfo Mondragon says happy birthday. No, no. Wait, time out. That, you didn't believe that was Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney? Now they're going to sing Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory. All right, enough. Enough of that. Uh, as Dennis said, we have a special show lined up for you today. Uh, the top 10 stories of the year. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over uh, to Dennis because, ladies and gentlemen, I really don't know what he's cooked up. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting how this is going to work out. He's warming up. by uh, He's hitting that uh, speed bag like he's Muhammad Ali getting ready for a big fight. So without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to the man they call the doctor. Dr. D. I literally have been up all night writing this. Come on. (laughs) You better bring your A game, Ben, all right? All right, everybody. The year is over. That's a wrap, 2021. And I can't believe it, but it's time for our yearly tradition, where we count down the top 10 Chicago and or Illinois stories, according to the Ben Jarofsky Show. And let's not sugarcoat it, all right? This year was nothing but a giant hangover from the shittiest year known to man, 2020. And, well, it pretty much sucked, too. That is correct. Am I right, though? It kind of seems like uh, just a hangover from 2020, right? Yeah, no, uh, I think that's pretty much the general, uh, the universal feeling about it is that 2020 was absolutely awful. uh, So 2021 couldn't be as bad. But it was, it's just kind of... Uh, anticlimactic and it was pretty awful and now we're ending up with (laughs) a resurgence of coronavirus so yeah 
Yeah, I would say uh, you hit it on the head. Yeah. All right, so last year's countdown theme, it was hell. You remember that, right, Ben? Hell. It yeah. was our top ten gates of Illinois hell, right? Mm. It was a hellish year, so it was a hell of a top ten show. But I tell you, with these two years sucking so hard, back to back, I've been given no choice but to look toward the future, Ben. All right? We got to look toward the future. Got to get a little positivity going on in this program. What was your New Year's resolution again? Be positive. Uh, Miles Kampflassen from In These Times, frequent guest on this show, said he had a resolution. Remember that day? He was just talking. I'm going to be. He said, I resolved to be more positive in the year 2022. And I go, you know what, Miles? Me too. No more negativity. No more jaded guy. No more cynical observer of cynical Chicago corrupt politics. I'm going to be positive in the year 2022. I mean, best of luck with that being a podcast host on Chicago politics, uh, being on the left side of things. But good luck on that. But I like I like where your head's at. That's good. And we got to look toward the future, my man. All right. Now, Ben, I gave you a little homework because today, well, quite frankly, we're going way over your head. All right. We are going into the metaverse today. Ben, you did your homework, right? You know about the metaverse. Yeah. I, uh, Dennis announced this to me yesterday, metaverse. And when he first said it, uh, I'm not really proud of this, but I thought he was talking, there was a basketball player. Uh, they met a piece, met a world piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it were on our test, uh, AKA, formerly known as, uh, Ron, our test. So my whole world is basketball these days. So I didn't want to embarrass myself, but I thought that's what you were talking about. And then, of course, I realized you were talking about the metaverse. And by chance, there's an article in the business section of the New York Times about the metaverse, how all fabulously wealthy people are trying to become even more fabulously wealthy by getting a lot of suckers <laughs> to buy into the concept. Ben, I knew you so well. I know, I know you so well. I knew you would have no clue what the metaverse was. So I yeah. made sure to, uh, you know, clue you in on how what we're going to be doing. Peace. <laughs> Thought it was a basketball player, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, but I'm now well versed. Hello, oh. on the metaverse. Oh my goodness, uh, good, good, because yeah. this uh, this is the future, man. Now, Ben, I may regret yeah. this, but yeah. explain to everybody exactly what the metaverse is. Metaverse, other than a ripoff, okay, other than a con yes. that capitalism is yeah. shoving down the throats of consumers who will just open up wide for any dumb old thing. No, no, it's still yeah. early. It's still early. <laughs> You know, I was going to be more positive. I went out the window. It's the last day know. of the year. It's the last day of the year. If there's ever a day I to am, get it all out, it's today. I, I am just so cynical about capitalism these days, D. It's just, I find it more and more the older I get. And I know what you're going to say, Dennis. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Ben, you're just saying that because you're not rich. Yeah, good point. That's a, and you stated it very well. That said. I would take a system where everybody had like a pension, just like a whoops. All right. Well, I think I'm going to win you over on the metaverse. All right. Okay. By the end of this countdown, I think you are going to be a meta head. Uh, so I went out, spent a little money on the show. All right. Uh, went out, got some, uh, got some VR goggles. All right, Ben, we, today's countdown, we are going to be in the metaverse for today's countdown. So Ben, let's step inside the metaverse, please. Uh, those goggles, I got you. Please put those goggles on and we will get okay. rolling here. All right. Put those goggles on real quick. Got mine on. All right. All right. All right. You got your goggles. Oh got it. You got to turn it on. It's not even on. Hit the power button. You got to turn the power button on. Turning on the. Uh, okay. All right. Whoa. Whoa. It's the metaverse. Here, take my money, please. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. We are in the metaverse. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, my God. Ben, a dolphin. Oh, there's a dolphin in the metaverse. Oh my God! Did someone just fish a dolphin in the metaverse? No way! It's like it's like a different world we're in right now, Ben. Uh, oh yeah! All right, well, let's get started. Let the countdown begin. This is the Ben Jarofsky Show's top ten stories of 2021. Playing the Ben Jarofsky Show's top ten Chicago and/or Illinois stories of 2021. Whoa! We are in the metaverse, man. The that ben was Jarofsky trippy. Shows top 10 Chicago and or Illinois stories of 2021. I don't know who that is, but that's cool, man. I, I, I'll tell you what, man. Hey, BEZ, are you listening to this? We're way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. 
Right now, there is a production meeting at WBEZ, and the head of production has got everybody called around to go, I want you to listen to this Ben Jarofsky show metaverse episode, and I want all of you to get out there and create our own. How dare Ben Jarofsky show beat WBEZ at Metaverse? Well, they wouldn't be listening to it right now, right now. We're pre-recording. We're not live streaming. Oh, yeah, anymore. there's that problem. <laughs> By the way, the, li- the live stream is also down, surprisingly, in the Metaverse. I don't know how that works. Huh? <laughs> how did that work? Hold the on, live me... stream, ladies and gentlemen, which was two computers stitched together with, like, tape. I'm not quite sure still to this day how it worked. <laughs> Rest in peace, that live stream Rest computer. In peace. Who Brian from the Sun Times? Here's what you do: every now and then, you just wiggle the wires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's really cool here in the metaverse. All right, let's start our countdown with number ten. Number ten. <laughs> yes, this is a countdown show. Okay. Now I bet you forgot that our number ten story actually happened this year, but it did. February eighteenth. 2021. This comes from CBS2 Chicago. Little more than a month after surrendering the gavel as Speaker of the Illinois House, Michael Madigan gave up his final position and resigned his seat as a state representative. That's right. Number 10 is the conclusion of Madigan Gate. Will he resign? Won't he resign? Will he? Won't he? We talked about it all throughout 2020, and we made a funny bus gag about it. Good times. Excellent times, if you ask me. But in January, after it became clear that he did not have the votes to be elected to another term as Speaker, well, that bus gag we did, that bus rolled right on through, and Madigan politely got under it and suspended his campaign for another term leading the Illinois House. That then opened the door for Representative Emanuel Chris Welch, a close ally to be elected the new speaker. Initially, Madigan released a statement saying his resignation would be effective at the end of February, but Madigan then issued a letter saying his resignation was effective immediately. Michael, do you remember his middle name, D? Joseph. Michael Joseph Madigan. And uh, I kind of miss Michael Joseph Madigan. I'll tell you why. Michael Joseph Madigan was despised by Republicans. And I'm kind of in this place, D, where anybody that Republicans despise, I'm like, hmm, what must he must be doing something right if Republicans despise him so much. And do you know what Michael Joseph Madigan was doing right? He was treating Republicans the way Republicans treat Democrats, marginalizing them, using his legislative prowess to undercut them at every turn. Doing the Democrats, doing the Republicans in the state of Illinois, what Mitch McConnell's been doing to Democrats in the Senate for years. And Republicans hated it for him. And they were always crying like the little babies that they are. He's so mean. Michael Boss made a career out of throwing paper in the air. I'm so, I can't take it anymore. And then the Republicans, they loved it so much, they elected him, put him in Congress. Bruce Rauner spent a fortune absolutely a fortune demonizing Michael Madigan and uh, Kenny G, Ken Griffin kicked in money too to demonize Michael Madigan. They hated Michael Madigan. And you know what? Here's how dumb Democrats are. D. I hate to say this about my fellow Democrats. They like not along. I think I'm going to, this is going to be a theme of mine in the next year about how Democrats come on. Democrats, you you listen, you get your your brain is bombarded by Republican propaganda every day and you cave in and you start saying things, you know, they have a point. So on the north side of Chicago, where I live, it's like liberal land. They all hate Michael Madigan. I'm like north side Chicago. Let me ask you a question. Are you for gay rights? Oh, yes, I am. Would you know that Michael Joseph Madigan used his power to get uh, marriage equality in the state of Illinois? Yeah, but I still hate him. Uh, Okay. Are you for uh, abortion rights? Yes, I am. Well, do you know that Michael Joseph Madigan used his power to make sure that Illinois remains uh, a state that protects a woman's right to choose? Yes, but still, I hate him because I read it in the Tribune. Only liberals in Chicago believe the stuff that Republicans tell them. So, D... I miss Michael Joseph Madigan. Yes, I do. I said it. They're going to kick me out. Uh, I'm already on like uh, probation. 
with the good government police of Chicago. But I miss the guy, any guy that can get Republicans so angry and upset must be doing something right. So Michael Joseph Madigan, come back. All is forgive. We forgive you on the bed. Hey, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get that much discussed and look forward to interview with Michael Joseph Madigan. Now that he's not in power. Never. Maybe. What you- never. What, now, what about Chris Welch, though? He's doing great. I always like Chris Welch. In fact, as you know, D, I was way ahead of the curve on this one. Long, I was saying, just let's cut the deal. Michael Madigan, step out. You be like a uh, tax winner to Chris Welch's Phil Jackson. And once again, my whole life, everything in my life is basketball these days. Tex Winter was the old coach, venerated coach who knew the game inside and out. And Phil Jackson was the, well, way back then, he was the younger coach who was just stepping in uh, for his first time as coach of the Bulls. And so they made sure that Tex Winter sat next to him would instruct him and give him his wisdom. It's right now with the Bulls. You got Billy Donovan as the head coach, Mo Cheeks. The wise veteran, the great Mo Cheeks, legendary Mo Cheeks from DeSabo High School, south side of Chicago. So I was urging. I said, Michael Madigan, step down and become the advisor. But nope, they didn't listen to me. They dragged that thing out forever. Like, who is going to vote with Madigan? Oh, God, I remember the bus. <laughs> Where was, by the way, I can't remember, your favorite uh, state rep, uh, the hipster, Will Gazzardi. Was he on the bus or off the bus? I can never remember. Well, he wasn't on the bus, right? He was, like, you know, really laying low, and then he was like, yeah, he jumped on that bus. That, that bus bit was fun, though. I really enjoyed doing that bus bit. Oh, my God, Ben, there's someone outside the bus. Hold on. I'm sick of it every year. We get power to one person. Oh, get out of here, Boast. Post, uh, you know, and I have uh, with the dyslexia, I always forgot. Like if if you're on the bus, that that, that mean you were against Madigan or for. I, I never got it. You remember that? Yeah, day? we got, got sick that. of you. We got sick of you there in that parking lot. We're like, just leave them. Let's go. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, are you on the bus or off the bus? Then I always have to go. Uh, one more time. Is on the bus for Madigan or? And then, of course, yeah, I was flip-flopping every freaking day. One day, I'd be mad at Madigan. And the next day, I'd go, I like Madigan. Right today, I'm liking Madigan. Nothing's changed between me and Michael Madigan. So there you go. It's our number 10 Chicago and or Illinois story from the year 2021. The resignation of Mike Madigan. And the countdown continues. After all, if a man is convinced that his very survival is at stake, he'll part with anything including money, to ensure he does survive. Number nine. Thank you, Metaverse. In at number nine, the lone Republican. Yes, it's Adam. I'm not MAGA Kinzinger. A very big year for Mr. Kinzinger, especially considering last year I had no clue who the hell he was. So, you know. No, that's not true. 2019, you didn't know who he was. Uh, barely in 2020. I'm like, who? Kinzinger? Who? Richard Kinzinger? Is that his? Was he the only Republican in Illinois sick of Donald Trump? No, but he seemed to be the only one not scared to admit it in public. In January, after the now infamous January 6th Capitol riots, Kinzinger voted to impeach then-President Donald Trump, and Republicans were not happy. In fact, Kinzinger's own family ripped him a new one for it. Here's a quote from an actual relative of Adam Kinzinger. It is now most embarrassing to us that we are related to you. (laughs) This is a real, you have embarrassed the Kinzinger family name, says a Kinzinger family member. So after that, Kinzinger has politically been on a big lonely island as an Illinois anti-Trump Republican. Then fast forward to October 29th, 2021, when Adam Kinzinger announced that he would not be seeking a seventh term as Illinois congressman. Instead, he decided to use his newfound national platform once again last year, had no, who, had no clue who the hell this guy was, but he will use his national platform to continue to try to, in his own words, reclaim the Republican Party now under the iron grip of former President Donald Trump and his lies, conspiracy theories, election denial, and attacks on political norms. Which sounds nice, but he actually made the decision hours after the Illinois General Assembly sent a congressional remap that throws him in a district with another Republican conservative, one Representative Darren LaHood of Peoria. Kinzinger also noted that this isn't the end of his political future, but the beginning. 
All right, Adam Kinsinger. Uh, and there's a bit of a, a split on the Ben Jarofsky show when it comes to Adam Kinzinger. Uh, Dennis is far more critical of Adam Kinzinger than I am. And uh, I, uh, you know, there's a part of me that uh, respects Adam Kinzinger because uh, he denounced Trumpism and he stood up uh, to Trump uh, in the in the aftermath of the January 6th insurrection. So I, I, I give a little love to Adam Kinzinger, a lot more love than Dennis will give him. Uh, and I also have to point something out. We are a left of center show. We've always been a left of center show. We don't make any bones about it. And as such, we've had many guests on this show who have dedicated their political lives to defeating Adam Kinzinger. So we were against Adam Kinzinger long before MAGA was just saying that. Uh, I'm going to say Heidi, uh, the Heartland Mamas, Murray Brio. Uh, Danny B was a candidate who ran against uh, Adam Kinzinger. Be, um, Sarah Bingaman, an activist uh, who uh, organized people to run against uh, Adam Kinzinger. And Adam Kinzinger is your basic Republican, folks. You Democrats have fallen in love with him because he stands up to Trump. And uh, any Republican that stands up to Trump is welcome. But he's your basic Republican. He's against abortion rights, not He's not that good on uh, gay issues, uh, very weak on the environment, uh, very pro-military spending, uh, loves tax breaks for wealthy people, basically votes the same way Trump does. But because he doesn't freaking lie about election results, he's like, wow, a statesman compared to the rest of these mopes. So, yeah, I'm a little all over the map uh, when it comes to, to Adam Kinzinger. But yeah, I just have to uh, just sort of chuckle a little bit how much, uh, again, one more time, my beloved liberals, the liberal wing of the Democratic Party fell in love with Adam Kinzinger. And I'm watching my lefty, the far lefty wing of the Democratic far, 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 far lefty wing of the Democratic Party. It's kind of in love with Trump. Just saying, guys, kind of kind of loving Donald Trump. Uh, you know, you kind of and maybe it's because you hate Nancy Pelosi so much that you you just like anything that's not Nancy Pelosi you love. Uh, so I noticed that it's very kind of a, a very similar thing. So, yeah, Adam Kinzinger has no home in Illinois politics anymore. The Republican Party has been taken over by MAGA. And as Dennis pointed out, MAGA hates him so much that his own family is denouncing him. Uh, and, uh, you know, his positions are so. Uh, right wing on most issues that if he were to run statewide, I do not believe, like, for instance, I don't believe he could beat J.B. Pritzker. First of all, I don't think he could win the Republican nomination. And he realizes that as well. Now, maybe if it's a congressional district and you got two uh, MAGA heads running against each other, they split the vote and he could win with whatever's left of quote unquote moderate Republicans uh, that may be able to put him over the top. But the reality D is that the political climate in this country right now uh, where uh, MAGA has taken control of the Republican party and Donald Trump is the leader of the Republican party for better or worse for Republicans leaves Adam Kinzinger out and be curious uh, if his soulmate Liz Cheney in Wyoming is in a similar predicament. We'll see. She's going to run for reelection. Whereas Adam Kinzinger is just saying, yeah, I don't think I'll run uh, for reelection. I don't want to lose. So um, yeah, Adam Kinzinger was much discussed. He's sort of like a, he, uh, he, he, he's sort of like a symbol where we are politically right now in America, the great divisions in this country. So if you're against Trump in any way, you're uh, going to be beloved to a degree by Democrats, but not enough, in my humble opinion, to get them to vote for you. So it's kind of the worst of both worlds for Adam Kinzinger. Well, this year I had an Adam Kinzinger theory. You remember that theory, right? Uh, no, I don't remember the theory. My theory your... is that uh, Adam Kinzinger has been smoke a little bit of that uh, legal <laughs> recreational reefer. All right. Oh, first of all, it's legal. So if you were, uh, there's well, nothing that's what I'm wrong saying. with that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. That's cool. But have you ever like, I know, I mean, you apparently were a huge pothead back in the day, so you can relate with this. <laughs> have you ever like got real high and then like, like come up with something that you think is a really good idea. And then like the next day, you're like, oh, that idea sucked. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yes, I know exactly what you're talking right. about. Yeah, right. uh, and I, the, but it was a little different with me. The next day, I had no memory of what the great idea was. Much oh. like okay. the beginning of today's show, 
where I go to, to Dennis, I go, no, we're going to call this a uh, happy birthday Friday. And here's why. And then right before the show, I go, D, what, what was I going to say? The name of the show was, and of course he didn't. I'm over here <laughs> gathering all the audio I worked on. Can you just remember what the name of the damn show is? Uh, and then you mentioned it was your birthday. I go, oh yeah. So yeah, yes, I, I do. I, uh, so I think Adam Kinzinger smoking a little bit of that recreational reefer. Uh, he's got a real good idea, and he hasn't got to that. The other foot hasn't fallen. He hasn't gotten to the point where he realizes it's a bad idea. You know what I mean? I uh, by the way, recreational uh, reefer reminds me. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I was a big pothead. Everybody knows it. Who knew me back then? But I remember my mom calling me up once. May she rest in peace, my dear mom. And uh, I would. The letter had come from the post office saying that I was eligible uh, to take the post office exam. And the post office exam is a multi-choice exam, which was all about like your ability to just handle sort of, like basic numbers. Uh, and so there would be uh, questions like, uh, okay, which, th- there were multiple choice, which th- which street is different uh, in this list of streets? 101 East A Street, 101 East A Street, 101 East A Street, 101 West A Street. Okay. So my mom calls me up. Uh, I'm in college and she called me after the uh, nine o'clock uh, reefer hour. I was really high. <laughs> I didn't really want my mom to know I was high. I was a young man. Okay. And I wanted everybody to think well of me. Highly of me, if you will. <laughs> and uh, so my mom goes, great news. The post office exam, you're, we, you're uh, eligible for the post office exam. You got to come take it. Here's a sample uh, question. So there I am. Hi, my mom's going 101 East uh, Elm Street, 101 uh, East Elm Street, 101 West Elm Street. Uh, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, tickets B, man. So maybe Adam Kinzinger is a little like me back in 1974. Here's the ad from Adam Kinzinger. In 2009, I returned from Iraq and made a decision that ran in the face of all odds and sanity. I would challenge an incumbent in a seemingly unwinnable race for Congress. At that time, I was spurred to run by my conviction of our role in the world. Somehow I won, and I'll never forget that campaign, the excitement of election night and the new majority, and those supporters who reminded me to be my own man and to never do what they tell you to do, but do what's right. I stand tall and proud knowing that I have done just that. I also remember during that campaign saying that if I ever thought it was time to move on from Congress, I would, and that time is now. But let me be clear. My passion for this country has only grown. My desire to make a difference is bigger than it's ever been. My disappointment in the leaders that don't lead is huge. The battlefield must be broader and the truth needs to reach the American people across the whole country. And stop giving him a standing ovation. (laughs) Sit down. He loves this guy. Can I just say something? Uh, I took notes. Uh, Don't do what they tell you to do. Do what is right. Uh, Adam Kinzer, I'm telling you right now, dad won't get you anywhere in the Republican Party. They want you to do as told. It's not unlike the Chicago City Council. Very similar. Shut up and do what you're told. Vote as you're told. <laughs> this notion that the voters will somehow or other, uh, what, uh, support you, reward you for doing what you think is right. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not today's Republican Party, that's for certain. So this notion that of doing the right thing, open window, throw out window, let's move on. Let's move on. That was our number nine story, the lone Republican, Adam, I'm not MAGA, Kinzinger. All right, before we get into number eight, guys, we're doing this countdown in the metaverse. Whoa, man, this is so trippy. Ben, are you warming up to this metaverse? Yeah, what, why is Snoop Dogg in the metaverse? <laughs> oh my God, Ben, is that the newsroom? Hey, what are you guys doing in the metaverse, man? This is cool, right? Yeah, give me the story. Thank you. Oh my God, the, the newsroom has left the basement where we usually keep them and been elevated to the metaverse. Dude, this is super trippy, all right? Ben, hey, this metaverse has information, data about you. 
Isn't this weird? Check this out. Hey, Metaverse, do that thing you were doing earlier before the show. Hey, Ben, I've gathered some of your favorite things to listen to in 2021. <laughs> Playing the Welcome Back Cotter theme song. What? Welcome back. Isn't that cool? You sing that song all the time. Check it out. Whoa. You sing this like every single day. Same old place ah, I love this song. Back. Wait, have you, have you played beyond like the five-second limit before we get the letter from the lawyer? It's another song. Oh, hey, it's another song you sing. It's got under 30 seconds. Don't worry. Hey, you sing this song every day, too. How did Meta- WBEZ NPR Radio, Chicago. WBEZ is supported by... I knew it! Back at 20 years from now is like... You listen to WBEZ! What does sound like? What was the soundtrack of that? I knew it! Wait, was that Keep On Rolling, the other song? Yeah, you sing that song like every day. Metaverse! Metaverse knew that you sing that song literally every single day before we go on the show. Oh, but you know what else I sing, which the metaverse didn't know? Uh, my hands went on a wheel. Dennis, yeah, I've gathered some of your favorite things in 2021 really? as well. Whoa. Playing WCPT 820, Wait. Chicago's Progressive Talk. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. You're listening to the Tom Hartman Program. Call 202-808-9925. After we interviewed Dean Rusk back in the 80s, Lamar and I worked on this for nearly 20 years. Lamar has continued the work. We'll be right back. Tune in weeknight, 6 to 8 p.m. for the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Right here on WCPT 820 AM, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Ben, WCPT. Listen, Ben. You know, where facts matter, ben. unless they're about tips. Then they don't matter. Don't talk about tips. That is Let false. me just tell you something. Uh, Dennis does love WCPT. It is a typical conversation, as I've related more than once. So Dennis and I were sitting around. I go, you know, D. Uh, when we were fired uh, from WCPT and Dennis, uh, um, excuse me, uh, you were fired. I was offered a promotion. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when they fired me, they took my best friend at the station and offered him a promotion. <laughs> All right. Now that we got rid of that douchebag. Hey, what a what a station. Huh, D? Metaverse wow. is false on that. I don't listen to that station anymore, Ben. Although Tom Hartman's really good. I'll catch him. From- come on. Come on. Just for old time's sakes. Come on. Let's hear that old Tom Hartman imitation. Come on. Bob. All right. Here we go. All right. Oh, we're on? Okay. Okay. Hey, Tom Hartman here. How's it going? You ever get so stoned that you park in the grocery store and you come out and you forget where you're parked? Oh, my God. That's the worst. We'll be right uh, back. God. By the way, you got a shout out, Jim Coogan. Oh. Ace Attorney Jim Coogan uh, heard the show, I think it was yesterday's show, and he said, you do a great imitation of Stephen A. Smith. Oh. So I just want you to know that uh, uh, Jim Coogan really uh, gives you accolades for that. I, I agree. Does a great. Thank you very much, Cougar. I'll, I'll do one for you. Here we go. Come on, Max Kellerman. Come on. The Knicks, Max Kellerman. Oh, God. Stephen A. Smith and his beloved name. I feel for you, Stephen A. Smith, because I have the same feeling my, for my Chicago Bulls. And you stick with your Knicks. Through thick and thin, mostly thin. Anyway. And my yeah. Shannon Sharp, my Shannon Sharp. Come on, Skip. <laughs> Skip Bayless. Oh, my goodness. Don't get Danny Milopoulos talking about Skip Bayless. That's a whole other story. All right. Let's move on. It's time for number eight. Number eight. Our number eight story is the almost damn near Chicago teacher strike of 2021. It started to unfold right at the top of the new year, January 3rd, 2021, when the Chicago Teachers Union announced that a substantial number of teachers will not be returning to in-person work on Monday on the grounds of the pandemic and that schools are unsafe. Yes, in January 2021, while she and her colleagues continue doing business safely from their homes at their computers, Mayor Lightfoot and her Chicago Public Schools team actually insisted that elementary students and teachers return to the classroom for in-person learning. Now, if you know anything about the Chicago Teachers Union, it's that they know how to put up a fight. And in a deja vu-like moment, it was 2019 all over again. Both the mayor and CTU were at the bargaining table, negotiating a safe return plan and trying to avoid a Chicago teacher strike. Finally, on February 10th, 2021, members of the Chicago Teachers Union approved a deal with Chicago Public Schools to return to in 
in-person learning. The CTU said that 13,681 union members voted in favor of the proposal, representing 67.5% of the ballots cast, with another 6,585 members voting against the deal, which brings some teachers and students back to classrooms as early as that Thursday. Ben Jarofsky, I remember it very well. How about you? Yeah, I... um... Once again, uh, I have to point out that um, uh, sort of swimming against the tide in this one, particularly uh, on the north side of Chicago. And uh, for as long as I can remember, D, uh, my liberal friends in the north side of Chicago have been telling me uh, that I am too supportive of the Chicago Teachers Union. And I have too much reverence for the people who uh, lead the Chicago Teachers Union. And this goes back to the days when Karen Lewis dear friend Karen Lewis, my hero Karen Lewis, uh, led the Chicago Teachers Union and very much continues to the day when my uh, uh, dear friend Stacy Davis Gates le- uh, leads the Chicago Teachers Union. It's been a while, but it, for a while it didn't seem like a day didn't pass. Someone didn't tell me, you don't know the real Stacy Davis Gates. You don't know what she's really like. And you're always singing her praise <laughs> in the Chicago Teachers Union. You don't know how evil they are. And the Sun-Times weighs in, they, and the Tribune hates the teachers' union. And it's like the evil Chicago teachers' union. And I'm just like, what is so wrong with a collection of teachers who are looking out for their interests and the interests of their children, D? I don't understand it. Why do people get so freaked out? I don't know of any union in the state of Illinois that generates so much animosity. And you know what it is? It's like Dennis said, the Chicago Teachers Union doesn't mess around. And they, starting with Karen Lewis, strong leadership at the top, and it really rubbed them the wrong way that Karen Lewis was a proud black woman and wasn't afraid to stand up for what she believed. Rahm Emanuel told her, fuck you, Lewis. And she stood up to him. He said, fuck me. Well, I'll... She was ready to wring that guy's neck. And so that just really bothers the powers that be in this town. They can't stand powerful black women. And they always try to demonize them. They hate the Chicago Teachers Union. Uh, And it Rauner spent so much of his money demonizing them. The Tribune spent so much ink demonizing them. And so now, of course, like I said, Northsiders, good, Ben. I read in the Tribune. Must be true. So yeah, I remember it. And I, you know what? See, part of it is a bias, D. You know this. My mom was a teacher, Chicago public school teacher for many years. And I would hear stories about the bureaucracy at the Chicago public schools. It was this quasi, not unlike the post office, by the way, where I worked at the post office. So I know a little bit about the post office bureaucracy. And they, the thing is, is that they have a whole staff of PR types uh, dedicated to making the boss look really good, no matter what the truth is. And so that's why teachers don't really trust uh, the Chicago public school leaders when the public school leaders say one thing, which no matter what they say, that's usually backed by, you know, the Tribune or the Sun-Times. Anyway, to prove my point, the, I, was, I, I think I sent this picture to you yesterday. I'll show it to you so you can. I don't know if you could see this on my phone. It was the front page of the Tribune. It showed uh, all the drop-off, the uh, uh, the tests that people took, that parents took of their kids for COVID-19 tests uh, to see whether their kids are uh, positive uh, as they're on break right now. And the CPS said, no, send us this, the results of these tests so we can see if your kids should come back to school. They're so bad at collecting the tests. It's like they're overflowing the FedEx boxes. This picture is unbelievable. It's like Mount Test Box. Just this one parent is trying to shove a test kit into the box. It's like a million people live here or something. Say that again? It's like over a million people live here or something. Yeah, so you got to collect the tests every now and then. So who's going to trust? By the time they get around to collecting these tests, they'll be outdated. So why would anybody? This is just... Exhibit A, why teachers are so distrustful. So, yeah, yeah, I remember it all. I remember all the fights. I remember feeling like, oh, there they go, the Chicago Teachers Union standing up for teachers, and then the rest of the city, how dare they? Shut up!
Remember the Sun-Times? Take the money. Get back. We don't need nurses in classes, in classrooms. Now, was this, uh, help me out here, was this before or after uh, the lady resigned? We, uh, Janice Jackson Janice you're talking Jackson. about? Yeah, was that before? We've been together after? so long, I can read your mind. If you could read my mind. <laughs> Sorry, that's another song I sing all the time. Um, uh, it, was, it was like right I in the middle there? Was after. During, after? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember I like after. you would see like a different PR person for CPS come out a brand new one. And, you know, well, we think. Uh, <laughs> 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 we think. And then the Northsiders nodding their heads. Yeah, sounds good to me. And they're going too far. And I remember someone brought it up like, uh, yeah, isn't it interesting that they're like, you know, doing their Zoom meetings and staying safe in their building, not doing city council meetings. But yet here we are. Yeah. Everybody returning to school. Go to school. Shut up. Trust us. Just do whatever we tell you, even if what we tell you today is different than what we told you yesterday. Turn your test kits in, even though they're just sitting in a big pile on a sidewalk uncollected. Shut up, teachers. That's hey, hey, by the way, Louis C.K., can I just, this moment, Louis C.K., I know he's not popular. I know I'm getting in trouble for saying uh, I like Louis C.K. I know it, D. I hear it. Okay. Okay. I finally, that's my uh, Bill Burr imitation. I don't, I don't. Fucking lunatic. Uh, you know. But Louis C.K. does this bit about teachers, uh, and it's uh, very uh, satirical and sarcastic, and he goes, they're losers. And then he points out, you know, that uh, he does a lot funnier than I do, but teachers dedicate themselves to doing something that nobody, to teaching kids something they don't want. They want that they don't want to learn. Like, I'm going to teach you math and you don't want to learn it. And <laughs> you don't, you're not going to listen to me. And we're not going to give you a raise for four years. That's the other thing. That's the other thing about people who are so critical of teachers. They all say, there's nothing more important than our children and their future. They are the future. And so teaching our children is so important, but we're not going to pay anything. Okay. We're going to, we're going to resist any attempt to give you a raise. And we're going to insist on the right to treat you like an at will employee. We can fire you at any time. That's like, well, if they're so important to teach children, why do you treat the people who teach them so shabbily? Please explain that to me. Shut up. Take your money and get back in that classroom. And you don't need nurses. And do what we tell you. So when Stacey Davis Gates stands up to audit, they get mad at her. I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't know. D. Guess I'm just uh, brainwashed by my mom, my dear mom. May she rest in peace. All right. Well, we'll give CTU President Jesse Sharkey the last word. I am. Right now, um, okay, we tried. And the countdown continues. It's time for number seven. Number seven from the metaverse. Whoa. (laughs) In at number seven is a story we liked to call Lifeguard Gate. Oh. The time Mayor Lightfoot urged the Chicago Park District's board to remove Mike Kelly, the district's CEO, amid a wide-ranging investigation into allegations of harassment and abuse against young lifeguards. Earlier in the year, two high-level managers were suspended amid a probe into allegations of sexual misconduct and abuse within the beaches and pools unit of the district. In March 2020, a former lifeguard accused fellow lifeguards of subjecting her and others to sexual harassment as well as sexual and physical abuse. In the statement, Mayor Lightfoot explained she attended a scheduled emergency meeting with the Chicago Park District Board of Commissioners Friday and asked the board to remove Kelly for cause. Alderwoman Michelle Smith of of Chicago's 43rd Ward previously said that the lifeguard environment in the Chicago Park District is toxic and that the continuing flood of accusations of sexual harassment and abuse shows that massive changes are needed. Oh, my goodness. First of all, shout out Danny Mielopoulos of WBEZ. 
Yes, be easy. Shout out to you. Uh, Dan was the bulldog investigative reporter who just like forced. And I mean, he had a, one story after another. He was relentless. And that is the only way, ladies and gentlemen, that you can get the powerful people who run this city to give a damn about what's going on in this particular case on their beaches. But for some reason, they were just going to turn the other way. The evidence was coming in of harassment, sexual harassment, some of the vilest, most crudest things that uh, men were doing to women, lifeguards uh, at the beaches, particularly what at, uh, I think it was, uh, was it North Avenue Beach? And um, the powers that be in the city of Chicago's Park District just ignored it. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office, they knew about it. They got, they got a whistleblower's complaint. They ignored it. Nobody was in any hurry to do anything about it, just like with Laquan McDonald investigation. You know, it's like for some reason, the city of Chicago, they looked the other way. And Dennis pointed this. I had to give him credit. I didn't want to have to give him credit because I wanted to steal this. Well, it is my birthday, great. so all least you can do is give me some credit. I mean, it's his birthday, but it was so brilliant. I'm like, why didn't I think of this? And it's sort of like the exact opposite the antithesis of what a lifeguard does so what they did nothing they looked the other way at evidence of all this like sexual harassment they ignored it they pretended they didn't see it and i'm like if just imagine if lifeguards did their job the way the heads of the park district and the heads of the city of chicago did their job looking the other way someone's like help help i'm drowning and a lifeguard if you were like the leaders of the city of chicago would go welcome back welcome back welcome back hey welcome in other words he's singing a song he would have his walkman on oh my god it's that ancient history walk big time (laughs) big time ancient history this is our podcast host guys and then this is the metaverse. Uh, do you edit that out and go, he would have his metaverse on and he'd be listening to uh, Snoop Dogg singing, welcome back, welcome back. There you go. There you go. Snoop Dogg singing, welcome back, welcome back. Oh, welcome back, back, bizzle, shizzle. <laughs> All right, here you go. Barack Obama singing, welcome back, welcome back. Hey, uh, welcome back. <laughs> uh, uh, welcome back. I, uh, I just uh, saw you in the sack. And finally, Bill Burr singing Welcome Back. <laughs> fucking lunatic here. Welcome back. Here. Fucking lunatic. <laughs> He's good, ladies and gentlemen. He's good. Now you know why CPT offered him the raise. <laughs> well, actually, they're so cheap. I don't think they offered you a raise. Uh, we'll give you more assi- uh, more responsibilities now that we got rid of this bum. Anyway. What do you think about this? The Dennis Show. Like, that's not <laughs> happening, guys. Quit. Quit it right now. Huh? Yeah, I can see your name right in the billboard. The Dennis <laughs> Show. Yeah. That's a good invitation, by the way. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Damiolopoulos forced them, and they uh, they didn't want to do it. For some reason, they didn't want to do it. I don't know. You know, it's such a weird, twisted city. Always trying to protect some powerful interest, a powerful person. Who knows? Who knows why they do the things they do? I had an interview yesterday uh, with an attorney. It's dropping on uh, uh, on a Monday. But the Ronald Watts case, where this police officer was fabricating, fabricating cases against black people at the Ida B. Wells housing complex. And they, people were going to jail based on these made-up stories. city just ignores it for years and years. It's like a weird city we live in, ladies and gentlemen. And you get one reporter, Danny Milopoulos, just was relentless and refused to take no's, filing FOIAs left and right to get them to force them to uh, give out the uh, information. So good job, Danny. Yeah, man, how hard you had to work to do it. And, of course, then they did. Then they won't. Then they try to punish them. Classic. Well, we're not going to talk to you. You don't play the game right. We'll talk. We'll talk to nice reporters. Anyway, uh, yes, very embarrassing display of a particular Chicago affliction, which is bearing evidence of embarrassing scandals. All right, everybody, and there was our number seven story: lifeguard gate. 
All right, we got one more here. Uh, we're going to make this a two-parter. All right, we're going to do 10 through 6, make that available for download. And if you want to keep going after hearing this metaverse thing we're doing, well, you can, and then you can download number 5 through number 1. So uh, we got one more to go. But before we get to number 6, like I said, we got VR. You can't see us. We got VR goggles on right now. It's crazy. Ben, how are you doing in this metaverse? Are you feeling, are you feeling nauseous at all, by the way? It's like a roller coaster ride. This metaverse, it's so cool. It collects data. It knows everything about Ben. It played like his favorite songs. Loves those old songs. It was telling me data about me, saying I listened to WCPT 820. That's false, but I mean, it played it. Learning so much. Hey, Ben, here's a stat. You've sounded like Barack Obama 87 times in 2021. <laughs> How did it know that? <laughs> you know, ask the metaverse. Will I still be doing Barack Obama invitations in the year 2022? But Deke, I, I've said this before. I, it just comes from, like, I'm feeling it right now. I just... It, it, ben, I've noticed you haven't had Troy LaRavier on the show in quite some time. Oh, oh, we got to reach out to Troy. Show notes. It's like a little producer, yeah. this metaverse. <laughs> show notes. Actually, I did reach out to Troy. I haven't got back to me yet. I don't know. Hey, Troy. Where are you? All right, guys, let's do number six. Number six. <laughs> Jury's still out on this metaphors thing. All right, in at number six, another lone Republican story. But unlike Adam Kinzinger, this dude really loves Donald Trump. No collusion. November 15th, 2021. Chicago Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara resigns. This comes from WTTW and Matt Masterson. First-term police union president John Catanzara announced his plans to retire from the Chicago Police Department following the start of a three-day hearing that could have resulted in his termination. The announcement comes after Catanzara spent hours testifying before a hearing officer about accusations that he violated nearly a dozen CPD rules stemming from his inflammatory social media activity and false police reports he filed against a supervisor and former attendant, one superintendent, Eddie Johnson. Catanzara has repeatedly invited controversy. Earlier this year, he apologized after initially defending insurrectionists who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. He also faced backlash after comparing Chicago's vaccine mandate for all city employees to Nazi Germany. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot told WTTW News she was not surprised that Catanzara saw the writing on the wall and resigned. She said, quote, he has disgraced himself and disgraced the department. I think there was a very strong case that was going to be made against him. And I say Attorney James Linden really hit the nail on the head, saying this case is about an officer, John Catanzara, who violated the rules of conduct in efforts to bring attention to himself and in the process thumbed his nose at superior officers and department directives along the way. In all, Catanzara has been accused of repeatedly violating 11 CPD rules, including insubordination, incompetency, disobedience, participating in partisan political activities, and making a false report. It is our number six story. John Catanzara resigns. Yes, John Catanzara was... Uh, uh I think I talked more about John Catanzara uh, than I sang Welcome Back, Cotter, uh, in the year 2021. Uh, he was a regular uh, topic of conversation uh, on this show uh, because he was the recipient of a very distinguished honor on the Ben Jarofsky show. Uh, and we did this with our uh, metaverse uh, computers, the most uh, efficient and uh, state-of-the-art computer system in the world. Uh, we did a survey. Who is the maggiest man in the city of Chicago? And Johnny Catanzaro uh, was the victor, just beat out John Cass. It was neck oh. and neck. Ooh. You know, it was what a battle it was. Who worships Donald Trump more? Johnny, Johnny, I'm not Johnny Cash. Cass or Johnny Catanzaro. Catanzaro is victorious. Yay. Where's that studio audience when you need it? Yay. Yay for our teachers. Uh, so he loves he loves uh, Donald Trump. And, I, and for the life of me, I'd never understood 
never understood why the head of the Fraternal Order Police uh, Union would love uh, Donald Trump, an anti-union Republican, so much. I can't think of one thing Donald Trump has ever done for the. Fr- there they are. <laughs> a little delayed. <laughs> that sounded like uh, people clapping underwater uh, in the uh, metaverse. Uh, and he was also, uh, anyway, so for some reason he loves him. Who knows? Uh, uh, the other, uh, the other, he was also the recipient. Uh, and we uh, did a calculation of the Chicago Sun Times favorite character uh, award. Sun Times for a while was just running photos of John Catanzaro all the time. Not quite sure why. And then we did the deep dive and we found that somebody at the Sun Times has a crush on Catanzaro. Okay. We didn't learn that, but we did see pictures of him in our damn studio. Uh, is that true? Really? I think so, I right? When he, yeah, I think you're right. he was doing like Fran Spielman show and he's sitting there yeah. in my old seat like, hey, Buster, get yeah. out of there. Well, and, and uh, uh, you know, as I like to point out, uh, I think what it is is that uh, Kat and Sarah's got that uh, Ryan Seacrest uh, look. <laughs> that the Sun-Times really goes for. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> like the coach of the uh, Los Angeles Rams has got the same look. You know, kind of a... And they're not in their, like, old millennial look, you know. And Kat and Zara, that little beard. It's not quite a beard. Anyway, so the Sun-Times loves that look. Uh, but, I, D, I got breaking news for you uh, today, Sun-Times. Uh, that Kat and Zara may have been replaced. I'm not making this up. I think the number one person that the Sun-Times likes to photograph <laughs> is uh, Dr. Allison Awadi. They oh. love running photos of that, Dr. Allison Awadi, who, of course, the health commissioner, Lori Lightfoot's health commissioner. What a job that is. We'll get into that later on. But what a job being the health commissioner for Lori Lightfoot uh, in the pandemic where you, you have to promote things like Lollapalooza. In the middle of a pandemic. Old double A. And your job entails uh, wearing uh, Groucho Marx uh, glasses and a a fake nose. Anyway, I say that because my beloved Bright One today, home delivered as always, uh, regular subscriber. You're welcome, Bright One. Um, It has two photos back to back. Uh, Page eight, Dr. Awadi talking about 30,000 new cases. You turn the page, Dr. Awadi talking about CPS to remain in person. Uh, I'm like, can't you throw somebody else? I don't know. Throw a picture of Kat and Zara back. I turn on Kat and Zara for some reason. So anyway, Johnny C, uh, yes, thank you for all the great copy you gave us throughout the year. Uh, And I think that Dennis was accurate in his prediction uh, that you will end up in Florida. And that's okay. Uh, like that's like that's not talking smack. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you you'd be living large in Florida, man. That's I mean, all I'm saying. And you will be huge. <laughs> yeah, Florida. dude. Like your life Here's, will be awesome. And by the way, in Florida, Florida's a little like the Sun Times. They love Ryan Seacrest. So that look, that's gonna be big in Florida. Man, all those bros in Florida, D. Oh, I love your beard, dude. It's so <laughs> yeah, cool. Can I stroke it? Uh so anyway. Johnny Catanzara, number story number six. He could make an argument that he'd be in the top uh, top five, but apparently the competition is fierce, D. Very fierce. All right, everybody. So uh, that is numbers 10 through six. All right. We're going to pause it right here. And, uh, well, if you want to hear the rest of the countdown, you're going to have to download the next episode. It's our top 10 Chicago and or Illinois stories of 2021. Once again, last year was just so dark. I mean, the theme was hell. This year, we're trying to look forward, trying to have some positivity and look into the future. That is why this countdown is in the metaverse. Oh my God, Ben, look who's in the metaverse. You're never gonna believe this, look at this. I've seen a whole lot of catfish, some <laughs> turtles. Uh, no gators yet though. Hipster gator guy, how'd he random, get in here? <laughs> random hipster gator guy from the summer of 2019. Ah, yes, the summer of 2019 when the only thing on our mind was that gator in the humble park lagoon. Oh yeah, no way, you're kidding. It's the butter cow, which has nine hearts to represent the nine essential nutrients in milk. That's right. It's made entirely out of butter. And, you know, it's a state fair tradition since at least 1922. Oh, my God. (laughs) 1922. It pretty soon will be 2022. (laughs) 
Yeah, everybody. So, hey, if you want to check out numbers five through one, the top, and why wouldn't you? You stuck around this long for numbers 10 through six. You got to wonder what numbers five through one are. Go check it out. Available wherever you download podcasts. All right. Chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Go check it out. The Ben Jarofsky Show's top 10 Illinois or Chicago stories of 2021 continues. We'll see you on the other side. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.